Let's go. Here we go. So much to do. We got the great Larry Fitzgerald. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Fitz. Playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Playoffs. Let's finish up the regular playoffs. season. How you doing, my bud? We we're just here to play the game. <laughs> what do you say? We're here to win the game. That's, that's no. This is an exciting time of the year, Jim. This is uh, the most exciting time of the of the whole season. We have all the the standings. We know all the games, and uh, this is this is what we all been looking for, Jim. Playoffs and practice. Allen Iverson and practice. Those two. Yeah. Those two set the standard. We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah. I mean, practice. We're talking uh, about no, that practice. Was, that was one of the greatest lines ever. That was that was hilarious. Um, but, but yeah, but for you to make the playoffs, Jim, you you gotta you gotta put the time in. You gotta practice. You gotta you gotta you gotta do it. And um, you know that's just part of the deal as an athlete. You gotta you gotta go out there and grind when you don't want to. When you're tired, and you're banged up. You know that's part of the commitment. Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. Our show is presented by Hertz. It hurts. You can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. Larry, we haven't been on the air since uh, last Monday, and then it's been quite a week with what we saw uh, on the field with DeMar Hamlin and uh, the CPR that was performed, the life that was saved, and yesterday the celebration and the love after the answering uh, of everyone's prayers and hopes. Uh, DeMar uh, seems to be getting well and on the track to recovery. How would you describe this past week in the National Football League? Well, Jim, I, I've never in my life experienced the emotions that I, that I experienced last Monday. Um, I vividly remember sitting there watching in disbelief as I see the teams surrounding him and you know, you're, you're on Twitter, you're, you're reading all of the, the things that are coming over live and you hear about the CPR being performed and like literally your heart, your heart dropped. Um, and I just sat there and I was just, I felt helpless, Jim. I, I felt completely helpless. And quite frankly, I just, I felt like, you know, the game that, you know, we all love, you know, really, could have taken that man's life. And uh, like all these emotions were running through me. And to be sitting here now um, a week, you know, from the from the actual incident, you know, I, I, I just I'm elated that a young man is is able to, you know, regain his consciousness and be able to, you know, see his family and be able to talk to his teammates again. Um, you know, obviously he needed it. Um, our game needed it. You know, our world needed it. And for a moment, you know, the whole world was talking about him and praying for him. And, and it was really something that, you know, we all could unify and, and come together and, and and hoping that he would be able to, you know, pull through. And, and he was able to. And I know it's going to be a long road to recovery. Um, and, you know, just based on the things that I've heard about him in college, you know, he went to the University of Pittsburgh, as, as I did. And, and you know, he, he's, he's family. And I'm just uh, I love to see him, you know, making this recovery. But um, and I was. I was in a dark place when I when I was watching it, Jim. And it was just a, a joyous occasion yesterday uh, across the National Football League, but but no more so than in Buffalo. And and Denny Kellington, the assistant trainer uh, of the Bills staff and the training staff, uh, being honored before the game, the tears of joy now uh, instead of the tears of worry uh, have been replaced. And then that kickoff, oh my goodness, it's yeah. almost like there is there is a higher being 
And yeah. you wouldn't think that a higher being is is really concerned about the outcome of a football game. <laughs> yeah. But in this instance, young man, he goes 96 yards for a touchdown, and the stadium is is just erupts. Erupts. Erupt, Jim. I, I, Was that one of the I great mean, moments in the National Football League? Oh, Jim, it, like we we needed we needed that. There was so much pain, you know, um, on on the field the week before, and just to see the tears of emotion and joy from so many people that were that were there together to celebrate the signs. Oh man, Jim, like it was, that was spectacular to watch and just, uh, you know, to be able to capture that moment on TV from a distance. I, I could feel the energy and I'm 3000 miles away, Jim. Uh, I can only imagine what it felt like to be in that stadium. No one will ever forget that. And, and then Hamlin who's watching the game uh, with his parents, he tweets out <laughs> OMFG. <laughs> With about a thousand exclamation points, uh, it's bone chilling. Really, it, it 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 sends it sends that that chill up your spine. It, it really does, and you know to see how engaged his teammates were. You know, you see Josh Allen walking to the stadium with his shirt, and you see um, Edmonds get that pick late late in the game, and he pulls up his shirt with the three jersey with the three on underneath it. You know, he those guys are playing for something much bigger than themselves, and um, you know it's 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 wonderful when you see sports can really just bond and pull people together. With so many things in the world that are um, working the terrace apart, and sports is that one thing that really unifies people. And unfortunately, the circumstances had to be what they were, but still doesn't take from the fact that you know everybody's come together and supported this young man, and will continue to support him. And just to put a little bow on this for the moment, uh, after the game, um, Josh Allen was on the podium, and he let everybody know that it had been three years and three months exactly since that had happened in Buffalo before. And of course, everybody now celebrating Hamlin's number, number three. And then he said, you know what? God is real. And he started to cry. And it doesn't matter who you believe in or what you believe in, but that will make you believe. It, it definitely does, Jim. It, it, it lets you know that there, there is definitely a higher power, Jim, and it's, it's uh, omnipresent. And Damar Hamlin was released from the hospital today. How great is that? Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA. Larry, we now turn to the dramatic fashion that the Packers did not make the playoffs losing yesterday to the Detroit Lions in an really an inspiring performance by Dan Campbell uh, and his group. Uh, nothing to play for other than to knock the Packers, a division rival, out, and they do. And uh, after the game, Aaron Rodgers, um, not sure what he's going to do, but here we go again, and this time we may be losing a legend. Let's hear what Aaron had to say. At some point the carousel comes to a stop, and it's time to get off. And I think you you kind of know when that is. And that's what needs to be contemplated, you know, is the time. But the competitive fire is always going to be there. I don't think that ever goes away. Um, sometimes it gets transferred, I think, to other things um, that might not ever fill that large void. But but like I said, I, you know, I feel good about what I've accomplished in this league and wouldn't have any regrets walking away. It's hard to read Aaron's mind, but it sounds like he's got a lot to contemplate this offseason. Yeah, absolutely does. I mean, he just finished his 18th year, um, you know, started off the year pretty rocky, 
fought their tail off to even be in the conversation that to be able to win a football game in week 18 to be able to get themselves into play into the playoffs i mean i can only imagine just the inner turmoil that's going on through him you know having you know have to make that decision on my own a few years ago i understand how anguishing it could be um you know you you you're weighing in what you think is best you know for yourself what you think is best for your organization do you think of all the things that you'll lose in terms of relationships that you have in that building and how much fun you have practicing and playing in front of those loyal Green Bay Packers fans? Like there's so many things that go through your mind. And, you know, after having a devastating loss the way they did, you know, it even it even hits you harder. So, you know, I think what's best is probably for him to just take some time and really just evaluate, you know, what's most important to him. Is it, you know, the pursuit of things that he's also interested in off the field? Is it you know, really coming back and, and, you know, getting together with that young receiving core who definitely have made strides throughout the course of the year, gotten much better, made a lot of plays for him yesterday down the stretch. Um, you know, to be able to put that energy in behind leading this team back to the promised land. Um, you know, like there's so many things that you have to think about, but, um, you know, watching the press conference and watching him walk off the field with Randall Cobb and the motion that I saw, you know, it definitely would leave you thinking that, um, you know, that might have been the last time. But I, I think it's too early still for him to make that decision. And, Larry, you've been through this. Can you take us what your process was like, the ups and downs, part of it you just described, but the days you feel like I'm going to put the work in and then the days you say, I know I've done this too long, I'm done. Well, I think the biggest thing is you weigh. First, Jim, is physically, do I think I can get through a 17-game schedule? Can I come in in the offseason, be enthusiastic? You know, because uh, these young guys on the team, this is their second, third, fourth year. I mean, so they're they're chomping at the bit to get back to work and do it right. You know, when you're going into your 19th season, there's no way you're as excited to go to OTAs and off-season program and the mini camps, all of those things that are monotonous at 40 years old that you don't really think are valuable, but are extremely valuable to the guys who really need the reps to get better and improve. Right. And then you, know, you think about all the things that you have to do extra when you're 24, you don't have to get it to work, you know, an hour and a half, two hours early just to get into the hot tub and get treatment and do all the things that you have to do to maintain your, your ability to play at a high level. So like all of those things that you have to do at 40 are a lot different than what you have to do at 23, 24, 25, 26 years old. And so like when you when you don't love what's required to be great anymore, not just playing on Sunday. That's 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 the icing on the cake to go out there, come on that tunnel when your name is announced and everybody's going crazy, throwing the touchdowns. That's the fun part. But the tough part is getting up, you know, on, on Thursday morning when you're not feeling great, your back is sore, you got a crack in your thumbs, hard to hold the football. Um, you know, you got teammates that are that are banged up and you're out there doing it on your own, you know, without having a full arsenal at your disposal. Like those are the times where it becomes very difficult, Jim. And mentally, you have to prepare yourself for that. And, um, you know, I think that's why I say it's, it's best not to make any hasty decisions um, because no matter what decision you make when you step away, it's difficult. The transition is hard. It's uh, people don't answer your phone calls. You're not a part of the conversations anymore. And it it, it, it takes a toll on you. I mean, if you haven't prepared for it, it, it really is a, a difficult transition. And you have to understand that when you make these decisions. Give me those names who didn't answer your call. We're going to expose uh, them right here on the air. Who didn't answer your call? 
No, Jim Gray, when I when I when I when I called you a couple times and I was making my decision, it was tough to get a get a hold of you. I had to call a friend and uh and she, and she she tracked you down. You know, but you know, you know, it, it just changes. I didn't you know, know you I, mean? I didn't know like I didn't know you I didn't know you had your inner Kobe Bryant that you're a storyteller. <laughs> I didn't know that this was a field that you were pursuing. Oh man, you know, I got a vivid imagination, Joe. You know, I got a vivid imagination. No, but, but it, really it, people it didn't return your calls? No, I mean it's it's when when you're transitioning out of that position, like it's your level of importance st starts to diminish, and I don't I don't think you really understand the gravity of of how that you know will make you feel on the personal level, and I and everybody deals with it, you know, everybody who's you know was a musician and then no longer is doing that, or you know who anybody who was an actor is no longer getting the same roles that they got at one time in their life. It's a if it's a an announcer that's been on air. Um, commentating for 25 years and is no longer doing that. And everybody that sees you outside of, you know, your professional life still views you as who you were on TV. And so it constantly brings you back to those moments, you know, that you are not doing anymore, makes you think about it, you know, so like you really have to be able to take all of that into consideration when you, when you make the decision. And the fortunate thing about Aaron and players like him is you actually have full control of when you decide to, to play and not play. You know, the Packers are not going to tell them, hey, we don't need you anymore. They would love to have them back. You know, so, you know, most players get retired. They don't retire. Just like television. John Madden said this to me many years ago. No one leaves television. Television leaves you. That's what we have here. Um, this calls for speculation. Uh but I'm wondering what your insight would tell you about Aaron. You think he's coming back? Well, I think that he understands that, you know, his team is, is, is young and, you know, the way the defense is set up, how young they are, how young they are on the offensive side. Um, I think they're poised for, for, for a nice little two or three year run. Um, and so like, I think he's taking that into consideration you know, when he's making that decision also. I think Aaron has a lot of good football left in him. You know, did he play at the MVP level that he played the year before? No, but he's still a damn good football player, somebody that you have to, you know, be ready to for and prepare for every single week because he can still make all the throws. His mind and decision-making, the way he sees the game is is unprecedented. Um, and, and so, like, I, I think he's got a lot of great football left in him. I think there's also $150 million coming. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, you have to take take in consideration the money, but you know, I don't think at this point in his career he's made two hundred fifty million dollars. Like you're really making these decisions based on money. Like if he makes another fifty million dollars, is it going to change his life? No, I mean, realistically, no, it's not going to. Would it be nice to be able to earn it? Yeah, of course, but you know, these are decisions that you know I don't think weigh as heavily as do I still love to prepare? Do I still love? getting up and doing this? Do I still love taking the shots that I have to take every single Sunday? Like, is that money worth the physical punishment that I'm going to have to endure um, for another season? So, like, there's a lot to consider. I don't think money is one of the highest on that list, if, if I were being honest. And if we're talking about money, and I brought it up, uh, television will be waiting. Absolutely. I mean, Aaron's insightful, mm -hmm. and Aaron has thoughts to share. And uh, I'm sure all the networks... Uh, will want to have Aaron Rodgers should he become available. Yeah, you, you're right. He does a really good job of expressing exactly what he sees. He's not afraid to say 
you know, things that may be uncomfortable for others to say. And so I, I think, you know, he he would definitely do a great job on TV. Any network would be privileged to be able to have his services. And while we're getting to retirements, uh, J.J. Watt, your dear friend, Arizona Cardinal. Uh, he's had a tour the last couple of weeks and uh, been able to collect his flowers. Uh, he steps away from the game. Well, yeah, I mean, J.J.'s, you know, as soon as he walks off the field, he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he's been dominant. From the time he stepped in the league out of University of Wisconsin to this year, you know, he had double digit sacks to be able to end his career on, on a team that that wasn't very good. So it just shows you, you know, just his productivity and his dominance, you know, throughout the course of his career. And it's great. It's really cool to be able to see a guy to say, look, this is this is the end for me and still be able to play at a high level. You know, it wasn't because he his skill set diminished. He just decided that he wants to move on to different things. And like you mentioned earlier about Aaron Rodgers, I think J.J. Watt also is one of the few defensive players that will have ample opportunity to do something in, in the studio or, or you know, on, you know, whatever he wants to do in the media front. He's, he's articulate, thoughtful, um, you know, clean cut and does a really good job in terms of his service to the communities. Obviously, we all remember what he did. Um, during the hurricane in, in Houston and, you know, how he's able to galvanize that community and raise over $30 million in the hurricane relief. I mean, so he does a wonderful job in all facets of life. And NFL man of the year, as is Larry Fitzgerald. We're here on Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to a game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle, smelling the game day concessions from your seat. It reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know Amex will be there every step of the way because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. Sean McVay, that's kind of a surprise, but the rumors are Adam Schefter uh, broke the story. Uh, I've been hearing the rumors for weeks out here in Los Angeles. Uh, it goes back to last season after winning the Super Bowl that he's not necessarily wanting to stay in this position. Perhaps now the Rams have had enough as well. McVay wouldn't comment much on it after losing the game yesterday uh, to Seattle. Team went 5-12, and 12, besieged with injuries six years now with the team. Three West titles, two NFC championships, a Super Bowl victory last year. And uh, now it looks as though, just like last year, he's had enough. Larry, what are your thoughts on, on Sean McVay? I would say probably leaving the Rams. Jim, coaching is hard. It's it's very hard managing these relationships, motivating, you know, these players to be able to play hard and well every single day. It's it's not for the faint of heart. And he's he's a he's a young guy. He's had an unprecedented amount of success in a very short period of time. But man, Jim, it's it's difficult to coach football. I mean, it's a it's a job that requires you to be in the building at five o'clock in the morning, requires you to stay in the building until eleven o'clock and being able to deal with 53 different personalities from different walks of life and get them to get on the same accord, manage coaches who are all looking over their shoulder for the next opportunity. And, you know, you know, I want to be a defensive coordinator. I would love to have a head coaching job. I mean, all of these things you have to manage. Um, and it's, it's, it's stressful. It, it's very stressful. And, and, you, and you see the toll that it takes and then it gives you even greater appreciation for guys like Andy Reid and, and Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll, you know, in his mid seventies, still able to find that fire every single day and be able to love the process of, of, of the grind that coaching is. And I mean, you, you, you see it, um, you, you've seen it over the last two years. He, he, he's tired. Um, and, and I think you're right, Jim. I think he's, he's going to be out of, uh, of Los Angeles and, and go to a TV position. And I'm not saying he's done coaching forever, but I, I think right now 
I think he's I think his uh his tank is empty. A lot has gone on. He lost his grandfather, who of course was a, a great mentor, a mentor to a lot of folks uh this year. Uh he got married. There's been this war in Ukraine, which has weighed heavily on on his family. The reasons you just stated, it just seems really early in such a vibrant young man, such a brilliant mind, just seems at age 36. John Madden left the profession at an early age, but nowhere near that young, and and others uh, have as well. It just seems that he he's so vibrant and so smart that uh, it's a shame it, it's happening right now, but only he knows yeah. how he feels. Well, I mean, Jim, I mean, we, it was talked about last offseason, and he had just won a Super Bowl. You know, like he was at the pinnacle of his of his coaching career, the thing that everybody aspires to do, to be able to hoist that Lombardi trophy, and he was burnt out. So, I mean, it just, you know, people change, Jim. Um, your priorities change, you know, when when you lose somebody that you really, really love and, and admire, you know, when you when you get married, start thinking about starting a family. Like these things change who you are and change what's important to you at the time. And you you heard about it, you know, with Aaron. I mean, it's not that your fire changes, but you become passionate about other things in life, and that happens. And like I said, you now we've seen coaches move to the booth. I think we're watching Sean Payton do it right now. He was kind of burnt out in New Orleans, went to TV, but now you think, you know, you see he's got the itch to kind of get back into coaching. That same thing can happen to Coach McVay. He can step away from him and say, "Look, man, I'm, I miss it. I, I really would love to get back into the game and coach again." Um, and and it might just be something that he needs, you know, maybe a bit of a, a change of scenery. And, um, you know, it might be able to get him going again. But right now, it all all the all indicators seem to be pointing towards him walking away. A couple of other coaches. This is usually Black Monday. Uh, a couple of others have received their slip. Uh, Lovey Smith uh, was fired by the Texans last night. And uh, now Cliff Kingsbury uh, in Arizona, where you are, uh, has been shown the door and dismissed. It's a tough day. It is a tough day, Jim. You know, it's 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 a day you you know you hate you hate to see because good men are losing their jobs and um, it's 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 never easy. But you know, this is a production business. We all understand that when we get into it as players and coaches, the expectations is for you to have success, for you to be a consistent contender in the playoffs uh, and to make deep playoff runs. And if that doesn't happen. You understand that the hourglass is is always is always leaking sand, and um, when you don't produce, this is the results, and it's it's unfortunate. But we all understand the business. If you're a great coach, are you going to coach the Texans? Well, I think you have to take into a lot of things a lot of things in, into consideration, Jim. Um, you know, the Cardinals, the, the Texans, they haven't been good very long. You know, you have to understand what 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 is the if I come in here, I mean, are you going to make to making this better? Um, especially if it's been a, a long time since you since you've had success or there's turmoil within your organization um, from the outside. That's the perception. Any coach that's really good is going to want to understand these dynamics. Like, what what am I walking into? You know, you want to have a good understanding of you know what the what the vision is. How how do you plan on executing it, and and what resources are you going to provide me to be able to go do my job at the very highest level? That's a no. Anybody can be coerced, Jim, with the right number. <laughs> <laughs> if the Texans if the, the Texans called you and said, "Hey, Jim, we're going to give you a ten year, hundred million dollar deal. You never coach football one day in your life, but you and Fran will be on the first thing shaking to Houston. I promise you that." <laughs> And I'll be there at the introductory uh, the, the introduction uh, press conference there. 
you know, helping you get to the bank, Joe, and make sure we open up a nice check checking account in one of those local banks there. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, 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 we'd go and we'd celebrate ourselves and we'd have a lots of dinners, lots of dinners with our buddy Tillman Fertitta and down there at Landry's Corporation, our great sponsor on the program. In fact, we'd probably go for one of those tender grilled steaks, a decadent desserts and an impeccable wine list. Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse will surpass your expectations by treating you to extraordinary dining experience. Visit delfriscos.com to make your reservations. Probably uh, we'd have a better chance uh, in my instance of coaching the Rockets than, than coaching the Texans. <laughs> I think if that were to happen, all everybody be in trouble. Uh, you, you, I think you, you have a much better chance of coaching football than you do basketball, Jim. You, I mean, you've been around Al Davis and and uh, Coach Madden. You've been around some of the greatest you know, football minds and the relationships that you have there. I think you picked up a few things through osmosis that would help you a lot better than they would in basketball. Well, and I don't want to say anything about my dear friend, Stephen Silas. Uh, loved yeah. his dad, loved the yeah. Silas family, and we mourn the loss of Paul Silas, yeah. dear friend of but, yours as well. But you are in the Basketball Hall of Fame, though. So, you know what I mean? It, it got, you got a little juice over there, just, just a little bit, a little in bit. Part, in part because of Paul Silas, yeah. my mentor, my mentor. Let's take a break. We're going to talk about the playoffs when we return. Stay with us right here on Let's Go. Jim Gray, Larry Fitzgerald on Sirius XM. Negro Leagues Baseball Museum President Bob Kendrick hosts the Sirius XM original podcast, Black Diamonds. The Negro Leagues didn't care what color you were, and they didn't care what gender you were. Can you play? Hear stories of the leagues and legends that shape sport, culture, and society. That's why the museum is so important. It's like, we are never going to forget you. Episodes of the award-winning Black Diamonds are now available wherever you get your podcasts. We're not talking about balls and strikes. We're talking about your life. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald. We're here on Sirius XM. Our program is Let's Go, and we're brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with the jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store. And celebrate every kiss with K. All right, Larry, let's uh, preview these playoffs here. Uh, First, let's start with uh, the Chargers, because I know you want to talk about Coach Staley. And uh, they're going to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. They lost to them earlier in the season, 38-10. to 10. Uh, They now come in uh, two different teams, I would say, particularly on Jacksonville's uh, uh, end, even though they dominated that game. But Coach Staley, uh, yesterday, playing a meaningless game to the Denver Broncos that they lose, probably have lost nothing certain yet and things can change during the week, but Mike Williams gets hurt, uh, carted off the field, back injury and Joey Bosa as well as uh, Kenneth Murray. It's this fine line of playing guys in games that don't matter. Um, and it matters now because these guys are injured. Well, Jim, I, I have no issue with coach Daly playing his players um, in the game yesterday. You know, I think it's more important for you to go into the playoffs with confidence than taking a week off. You know, I, I think we'll see if, you know, Coach uh, Debo made the right decision by sitting his players uh, yesterday with the Giants. Will they have the same fire, um, you know, taking a week off, going into a playoff game that none of those guys on that team, like none of the great players on that team, Saquon Barkley's 
that the Daniel Jones have played in the game of that magnitude. So it's, it would be nice to be able to have a win, play well, and then get into the week of preparation before the playoffs, right? And so this is football, Jim. People get banged up. This is what happens. You know, we can play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. I want my players to be playing at a high level when we step into the playoffs, especially when a lot of well, these guys you, have you, not played in the playoffs, Jim. They have not played. They don't understand the magnitude and what's required. And plus, you didn't earn a you did not earn a bye week. That's what I was going to say. You're kind of you're kind of diminishing the week off because there there are two teams that are getting a week off. But they earned those weeks off. They they earned those weeks off, Jim. You didn't earn you didn't earn a week off. You didn't win your you didn't you didn't win your division. You didn't earn the opportunity to have the first week off. So you should play football. And Jacksonville right now. Let's take it from a fan point of view because the fan wants the team to advance in the playoffs. The fan doesn't care if they beat the Denver Broncos who've won four games or five games or whatever it is. It doesn't mean anything to them. So let's take it from a fan's perspective. Let's take it from the people who are supporting the team. They don't like it. They don't like it at all. Yeah, I I completely understand that from from a fan's perspective. But you don't want to be going into the playoffs and not be ready. Like if you look at the way Jacksonville competed last week, I know they had to win that game to get in. But that's a team that is ready to play football, Jim. Those guys are hungry. They're motivated. Like they they want to play well, right? Um, the Chargers, you want to have that same vigor and enthusiasm and energy going into the playoffs. And so I, I think this is going to be a great game in all honesty. Um, you know, Justin Herbert, I don't want to play against that guy. I mean, he the throws he makes, the things he does with his legs. I mean, he he's phenomenal, Jim. He's phenomenal. And, you know, Jacksonville hasn't hasn't been in this playoff, this playoff picture before. They haven't had the opportunity to, to do this since, uh, I think, 2017, last time they played in the playoffs. So I think it's going to be a great evenly matched game. Um, and it's going to be one I'd definitely be intent on watching. Then we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won eight in a row. They're I do not want to play them. I do not want to play the Bengals right now, Jim. Right. I don't want. I don't want them problems, Jim. Them dudes looking good over there, man. Hey, <laughs> hey Jim. They look at they. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey, I don't want to see them right now. They the hottest team in all the sports right now, Jim. They they rolling. Well, I don't know that they're any hotter than the San Francisco 49ers who've won ten in a row. But let's let's stay with the Bengals for just a moment. You know, I want to commend and compliment and show my appreciation. And I know that a lot of football fans have and the entire industry has for the way they handled things that went on uh, at home in Cincinnati uh, and DeMar Hamlin and his situation. And then they come out and, you know, everybody got the good news as we talked about in the beginning of the week and everybody saw. And they come out and win a game, you know, to avoid all these coin flips and all of the other stuff that uh, uh, is going on. because of the uh, Hamlin reverberations uh, with the rest of the National Football League, but just a real, a real big shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals and their organization, and Coach Zach and the way he, and the way that they all handled things, the players, everybody. Well, they did. They did a great job, Jim. The the just the humility, um, you know, because you know, watching that game against the Bills last week, Cincinnati was. They were handling that game. I mean, if you if you think they probably would have would have won that game if they didn't continue to play, um, and then they get dealt the blow of having to do a coin toss, you know, with the Baltimore Ravens had they not won, like they were dealt another blow. But they knew they controlled their own destiny. They they had the opportunity to go out there and play well. They did it, and they did it in in a in a in a resounding fashion. Um, obviously, they didn't have they didn't have um, 
they didn't have Lamar Jackson playing, but still they went out there and took care of the business the way they needed to. And uh, Coach Taylor's done a phenomenal job, um, you know, leading that team. He's done a great job offensively, defensively. They play together. They love to compete. You can just see the enthusiasm that they display on the sidelines, the love they have for each other. And this is a team that is, uh, I think, poised to make a really, really deep push. How about the maturity of Joe Burrow mm-hmm. from the moment the Hamlin thing happened and whatever the bills want to do whatever we can do to help just to have that that attitude in that moment that amount of uh wisdom at a young age that amount of confidence to uh, go forward um the Bengals have won a lot of fans yeah just just as people Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's hard to root against that group you would never have said that 10 years ago you know, with all the things that happened off the field and this and that, they were always guys were getting arrested. Like you would never have said that 10 years ago. They have completely with one draft pick, essentially, Joe Burrow is an entire culture of that of that team, Jim. Um, and it's really it's really a testament to him. But I want to talk about not only Joe Burrow, but but Josh Allen, this young class of guys, man, they they not only just great football players, but they are great men, Jim. Great men, like guys that you get behind, you root for, you want to see do well because they stand for all the right things, Jim. They stand for all the right things. They they say the right things. They do the right things. They play at a high level. They check all the boxes. And um, I'm just I'm just excited where the game of football is right now with the quality of men that we see playing the game as well. And the head of that list is Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, yeah. We've talked about that in the past. You know, he's 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 special. I mean. One of the greatest to ever do it, you know, will be the MVP of the National Football League again and just checks all the boxes, as, as we mentioned, with Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. These, these young men, they they lead by example. And the NFL is very lucky to be able to have leaders, um, you know, that that act and play the way these guys do. Before we leave this uh, Baltimore circumstance uh, against Cincinnati, going at it again, uh, Lamar Jackson, I, I imagine he's coming back now. He's shown uh, how valuable he is to the team. This thing's lingered uh, with his injury now for quite some time. Uh, he's made a point. Uh, he's made a point, and uh, I don't know if this is uh, a gulf that is between the team that he's showing them. You know how valuable he is, so he can get that the pay that he has earned, or if in fact you know he wasn't proving a point and is just healing. Regardless, he's proved his value. Where do you think this goes from here, and do you think he'll play? Well, what I've seen from Lamar when he's on that field, you know, the Ravens are a different team. I mean, he's he's he is the difference maker for them, and and he was able to do something this year that he hadn't done in the past. You know, he was efficient in the passing game, really, really showed his ability to beat teams with his arm. Obviously, we know what he can do with his legs. He is, you know, one of the most dynamic players in all of the game. You know, early on in the year, I was a bit hesitant, I'll be honest, about giving him a $250 million commitment just based on what I saw in the last few years, how much he was running, the physical punishment he was taking. And also, we have the the ability to look and see all what's happened to all the running quarterbacks, you know, the Cam Newtons, the Michael Vicks, the Randall Cunningham, the Fran Tarkenton. We can go back as long as you want to go back. They just don't age well, Jim. They don't age well. But Lamar has shown that he can play and change the way he's played. Um, and so I think the Ravens, they if they really want to, you know, contend for the next five, six years, they have to they have to resign him. 
and um, and it may be more than what they want to pay him. But as you've seen over the last few weeks, they cannot win consistently without him on the football field. And that's just that's just the facts. That's just the facts. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Larry, how about them Cowboys? Um, They look terrible against Washington. Uh, They'll go to Tampa. Tampa looks terrible against Atlanta, but they didn't have anything to play for. Cowboys didn't have anything to play for either after it became apparent that the Eagles were going to win that game and they got up in the first half, but uh, they did play and they, they played out the string there and it looked, it looked terrible. So now we've got two teams who uh, have had a lot of miscues, uh, don't look good uh, coming into the playoffs, going to face each other. How do you see that game? I I think the Cowboys are the better football team, Jim, uh, offensively and defensively. Obviously Tom Brady is, the difference maker, you know, he can, he can play like he played last week in the, in the, in the game winning um, plays that he made, um, you know, a week ago. But I, I just think if Dallas is playing the way they're capable of, the game shouldn't be close. Um, but, you know, they, they always have cause for concern when the playoffs come around, Jim, they just have not been able to put it together you know, when it matters most. And, you know, they're the most talented team in all the sports. You know, if you look at the roster, the playmakers they have on both sides of the, of the ball, um, you know, it's it's confusing why they haven't played better. But, you know, I think they're the better team playing against Tampa. And um, if they do and play the way they're capable of playing, they, they should come out this game with the win. So you think the clock finally strikes 12 here uh, on Tampa? A very inconsistent up and down season where they they've never found their stride. Yeah, Jim, it's it's been it's been tough for them to really find like some consistency, and it's been up and down all season long. And uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I just I think I think it comes to an end this week. Um, you know, Cowboys are clearly better; their their roster's deeper, they're younger, and. You know, it's going it's going to take a uh, it's going to take a Herculean effort, you know, from Tampa to be able to, to pull out this win. You know what our buddy says, the Colonel Jack Nicholson, never bet against Brady. That I'm, guy, I, that guy, will hurt your heart and your wallet. I would love to see him come out with <laughs> one of those um, those those Brady moments. I would I would love to see nothing nothing like it. But just what I've seen over the seventeen weeks of football. We just don't know what Tampa team is going to show up, Jim. We we don't we don't know. We have no idea. Well, either way, you can look good because Tom has his own apparel line. It's called Brady Brand. Check it all out at BradyBrand.com. They've got a brand new pant out. Go to BradyBrand.com to get comfortable now. Look good and feel even better. Brady Brand. Let's go. All right, Larry, uh, as we wind it up here, do any of the seven seeds have a chance, uh, the teams that just got in uh, against the two seeds? No, Jim, I, I don't. I don't think so. San Francisco's won ten in a row. Buffalo's playing at home, which is a very difficult place for them, uh, for any opponent to come in and win. They're playing with so much energy and, and, and enthusiasm. I, I don't see a seven seed going on the road and, and winning um, in, in either San Francisco or Buffalo. Larry, it's been a terrific season. We now get ready. We start where we end it. The playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Here we go. 
and we will talk about them all. They're spread out until next Monday night. By the way, big game tonight, which you're going to, TCU at SoFi Stadium taking on big favorite Georgia Bulldogs looking to repeat as national championships. Have a great time there. Who do you think is going to win? I think Georgia's going to win, but I, I just hope TCU can um, you know, make it competitive and an exciting game. I think that's what we all want to see. Oh, they'll make it competitive. They've surprised everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're fun to watch. That's why they play the games. I mean, you know, people make these bets and they they they, they look at the lines and it doesn't none of that stuff matters. Um, you know, this is a really well coached football team. They play strong defensively. Georgia, <laughs> they have a plethora of athletes. That defense flies around, but um, I just hope TCU just just keeps the game on the on the on the ground. Um, doesn't call don't don't make any turnovers and you know keeps keeps it close and you know hopefully Georgia you know tightens up down the stretch. You know what they say down there in Georgia? That's a tough dog to keep underneath the porch. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, Larry. All right, Jim. All right, Let's now. end where we began. Damar asked everybody this weekend to tell them you love them. Love you, Fitz. Have a great love week. You. I love you too, Jim. And you have a great week as well. And I'll see you next week. All right. That's Larry Fitzgerald. He's our expert. Any expert will tell you for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Thanks to our terrific producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. We love him as well, as well as to our production assistant, Harris Fabishoff. Thanks to our sponsors, Hertz, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, and Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Let's Go with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Let's go. XM Podcasts.